Welcome to Paranormal the New Normal. I am your host, Jeremy, as always, here to make the normal seem just a little off. And my guest this week, my guest is my co-host from Maniacal Music Musings, an experiencer himself, and my fucking ride or die best friend, Chancey Greif. And I ain't, the, I ain't putting the MF in the middle because I try to keep this show a little clean for my audience so that teenagers can listen to it. I'll but do my best. I try. I, it doesn't happen every episode. I'll tell you that right now. But I try. <laughs> I try my best. Yeah, but I'll do my. I'll do my best. Once a guest starts doing it, I'm just like, all right, well, screw it. Right. <laughs> We've already crossed the threshold. Maze will just throw it out the window. Basically, basically. So, and the funny thing is, I actually don't know about Chancey's experiences at all. Because if he did tell me a long time ago, I just yeah. completely forgot about them, which I don't think he did. Because I think he wanted so- me to be surprised for the show or i think i told him let me be surprised for the show so yeah he did yeah he did uh see i i have good ideas i still remember i did them <laughs> but so chancy what are your experiences my good friend because i'm dying to hear this knowing your life story i'm dying to hear this there's a lot dude there 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 is a lot because i mean this starts all the way back from when i was just a like a wee lad just a wee little lad like uh <laughs> Uh, my mom almost got uh, fired from the nursing home because she would work the night shift and she would have to bring me with her. The same thing with the funny farm. Well, it's not that's not polite, but it's not really an insane asylum, but it's not exactly a uh, uh, nursing home. It's one of those in-between things where they let crazy people stay. And she would work the night shift there and. It was always like that was some of my beginning memories in life is like listening to the sounds of the crazy people scream and then going to the nursing home when she left that one job and moved on to another. I would always be in the rooms with the people who had like severe dementia and they always remembered my name. And that's not nothing. That's nothing special. They have people, you know, people have moments of clarity all the time, but it was always like relatively short in in time before they would pass and they would always refer to me like having someone with me like who's your friend there and it'd just be me in the room and i never understood what they meant and one of my mom's co-workers was like we got ourselves the angel of death over here my mom lost her well she lost her she lost her cool uh she went all mama bear and almost lost her job because somebody was all like oh your son's the angel of death (laughs) (laughs) and and i mean it just goes from there like it's even it's in my family like my great grandmother did tarot uh in the circus like uh you know i'm circus folk it's always a joke that uh my my uh he's my uh emotional support cat he's like whoa something's up what's up bro (laughs) the uh you know, ever since I was a kid, like, I always had these weird things. Like, I would have dreams that would come true. That happened all throughout my childhood. But every time I ever had a dream, I would always make the wrong decision, the negative decision. And uh, whenever I would come up to a crux point in having that dream, it would be like deja vu. And then at that point, I remember having the dream. I remember the contents of the dream from that specific point 
to the end of the dream where I am like suffering the worst ramifications possible. Like when I this, I was up until like 16 until I started self medicating. So I wouldn't go into like REM sleep and like started experimenting with drugs when I was in high school pretty hard. Uh, I was basically trying to run away from just the stuff in my head, <clears throat> whether it be like the dreams. And I'm not trying to sit here and say I have like voices in my head or anything crazy like that. But if I'm like really close or in tune with somebody, I can kind of finish a thought. Uh, there's one person in particular whose name I won't mention. Um, they were playing a drinking game called F the Dealer, where you take a deck of cards and you try and guess yeah. higher or lower. I guessed suit and number. Um, 17 out of 25 remaining cards. Damn. And it's never it's not something I can control either, because she passed the deck off to her boyfriend who doesn't believe in that kind of stuff, and I couldn't get anything. I couldn't catch anything out of it. Huh. Uh, I kind of looked into it growing up, you know, read, you know, did the deep, deep dive in the rabbit hole for, you know, transcendental meditation and out of body yeah. experience, remote viewing, all that stuff. But, uh, I was never able to actually learn how to control anything I do, but I believe that everybody can do it. There don't, I don't think there's a single special person among us. Some are... Some are just better at certain things than others. There are certain That's, levels. Right. Certain levels. But I mean, yeah, everybody can be sensitive if they try, from what I've been told by yep. other spirits medium. But yep. it just takes time and practice to really hone it and make it your own, unless you're just that gifted where it comes naturally, like without having to even work at it. But usually that runs also in genetics as well. If, if that happens, it definitely runs in bloodlines. That's been proven over and over again. So. So, damn, I'm taking you to Vegas with me next time. But <laughs> no, don't take me to Vegas. Seriously, if you want, if you want to win, take me to a cash game, like a home cash game. Uh, I for some for whatever reason, my luck runs all the way out in a casino. I I can't win to save my own life in a casino. But if I play and I like, if I play a home game and I'm playing poker, I just know. Like, I know when I'm beat. I know when I got the best hand. I know how much to throw out. And it's not even like, oh, I know. It's just like my gut. It's like, this feels good. Yeah, this feels right. It's why I appear so aloof all the time. I just kind of go where the whims take me. Exactly. Which we all know about that. We all know that's true. <laughs> so what other experiences have you had, Sir Chancellor? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see dead people. That's not my, that's not my, I, that's not my special forte. I can sense when people are around or when things are off, like energetically. Um, I can, uh, I can sense like when something's coming, you know, that of that ever present looming sense of doom. See, he saw it coming too. That's why he got the fuck out of Dodge. Pardon my French. But, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff, really. I mean, most of it having to do with uh, dream based experiences. 
oh, like premonitions and whatnot? Yeah, actually, case in point, one of the first ones uh, that I can recall off the top of my head was I had a dream that I was traveling, like, you know, the welcome to the Wisconsin Dells. And everybody's faces in the car was blurry, but I could tell who the persons were in the vehicle by their outfits. Obviously, the people in the front were my parents, but the person sitting next to me, I could identify because of the shirt that I knew that that person wore, but I couldn't see their face clearly. It was almost as if like a specific decision hadn't been made to seal the deal, so to speak. And then within a week or so of having the dream, I find out, hey, we're going to the Wisconsin Dells for vacation this year. And guess what? You get to bring a friend. So I ask my best friend in elementary school and we're passing into the Wisconsin Dells. And he had the same orange shirt that he wore when I was having the dream down to the numbers, orange shirt, black shorts. See, I have, I've always had premonitions like that too. Like once in a while, like it'll just happen in my dreams. I mean, I really don't dream anymore. So I start smoking weed. But that's kind of what happened I, to me too, is I started self-medicating to get out of REM sleep. Well, no, I, I mean, I didn't. It never bothered me enough to really actually get like try to stop it. But it just like it was never anything important. It was just, for me, it was always just the stupidest stuff you could imagine. Like, like this conversation is going to happen during science class this Thursday. Like it was that type of stuff, and like, or not even a day. Like it would just be like, I know it's science class. I know this conversation is going to happen. And then, like a month down the road or two months down the road, like it happens, I'm just like deja vu. Yeah. And, like, but so did, did yours actually ever lead to like you stopping anything that you didn't want to happen? Or <laughs> yes, actually, it's the last. It's the last uh, uh, dream I had before I actually like. It's what really set me down the path of hard self-medicating because not only did it freak me out, it freaked my friend out at the same time. Because like uh, before, okay, so like this all stems around a party. And uh, I used to travel, there's about an hour or so away. I won't name the town, I won't name the people, you know. The names and the dates have changed to protect the innocent kind of stuff. (laughs) But... uh, I had known that there was going to be like this party and it was going to be like a uh, restructure, you know, like, you know, those after mods you you can buy for a house. It's like log on the inside and modernized on the inside, log outside, modern inside. You know what I meant? And uh, I uh, had this dream that we went to this party and this girl wearing a pink Tommy Hilfiger shirt and, and a pair of Daisy Dukes comes down the right. There was like a double half uh, half spiral stairwell to a landing on the up on the up uh, upper floor of the A frame, and uh, she came down. We had a great night. As the dream goes, we get wasted, we hook up, and then I get her pregnant. Yeah. So like that's the end of the dream week or so later, my buddy calls me up and he's like, hey man, there's going to be a party and it's going to be really awesome. You got to make it a point to come up here. It's right around your, like I told him about my pay periods when I was doing my little you know, remedial high school job and whatnot. So I was like, yeah, I'll get paid around this time. I can come up that Saturday. It'd be no thing. And I show up to pick him up to go to the party and he's wearing the exact outfit. And I have that dream just like right now. And he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, 
man, you turned paper white as soon as you, as soon as I opened the door and I tell him the story about the whole thing. And he's like, ah, you know, you're lying. And I was like, don't tell me where we're going. I'll take us to where we're going. And he's like, ah, you probably looked it up on MapQuest. Like, that's how long ago this was. The Google Maps didn't exist. This was fucking MapQuest shit. I know MapQuest. And so we get out. We're pulling up to the house. The house looks exactly the same. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you. And he's like, whatever, man, you know. And he's a he was a very, very devout Christian, like, you know, divination and those things are, are, you know, the devil's work and this, that, and the other. And I tell you what, that girl come around the corner in that pink shirt and them Daisy Dukes. And I look over at my buddy and he is in the next room with a bottle of tequila, just like this, just tilted (laughs) up bubble guggling for the sky. And I was basically on my own. So I go through the evening I drink very carefully. Like I did not want to, I did not allow myself to get wasted or anything of that nature. And she wants to hook up at the end of the night. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, you're really drunk and I'm not that drunk. Like, I don't, I don't think that it's okay for us to do this. And she's like, she starts just talking trash. You can only imagine the horrible things she's saying to me. She snatches this dude as a runner up and takes him off into the other room. And I get a phone call three weeks later from my buddy that invited me to the party and was like, dude, guess what happened? Eh. I mean, that's definitely a good warning to have for freaking sure. I mean, I mean, hell, not, but Chancey might be a different person right now if he had a 10, 11 year old daughter running around or even older. For sure. Oh, yeah. They would have been, let's see, I would have been about 16, 17. So, yeah, they'd have been about. Almost twenty now. Shit, Chancy with an almost twenty-year-old. That'd be interesting. <laughs> that's fucking. That's scary, dude. Nah, man, that's terrible. Hey, I never saw. I didn't. I mean, I never saw me with a fucking five and eight-year-old at thirty-four. So you know, it's just life gives you unexpected twists sometimes, and you just roll with them. These are valid. This is valid. I mean, I got lucky before, but shit, <laughs> like I and it's not like it's not like I even knocked someone up to have these two. It's just the way it goes when you meet a single mother but hey smoke a much all you want on good shit but i fucking off i forgot i was like shit <laughs> I'm sure, i don't care if you smoke smoking makes the normal like, stories come out better i was like wait a minute oh yeah we're cool um no i used to do a lot of stuff i like i i used to do a lot of stuff i shouldn't have i messed around with a lot of like darker circles and did a lot of research without really a lot of knowledge and uh you know uh did not get a chance to meet zozo because i learned in advance <laughs> that you don't fuck with you don't you don't fuck with ouija's no. there's the at least the modern ouija's anyway because it's not a game board it's it's not a game like everyone says it used to be a board game but now it's a whole other thing Alistair Crowley was a very wonderful or very interesting individual. Yes, he was. I listened to a few podcasts on about him, and he is one hell of a person, and it's interesting. His life story is just a lot of dark corners in that story, but it definitely is an interesting story. So, actually, there was one thing I did use a premonition for one time, and I almost forgot about this because I always forget about it. But I actually did do it because I... 
I had premonition that about me going to some dance in like middle school. And mm-hmm. it just did, and basically, the premonition it didn't end well. It didn't. It, it wasn't going to end well. I saw the premonition that it wasn't going to end well. So I end up. I end up not going to the dance at all. And I think I avoided something because I. I never went to a dance through all middle school because of that freaking premonition. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm, avo- I'm like, I'm avoiding these things because apparently nothing good's going to happen there to me. So, and I mean, I I would ask like kids on Monday like how I was in there, and all the boys would just be like, ugh, boring. Like nothing happened. It's boring as hell. It's dancing with teachers watching you. It's not fun. Probably saved so. yourself from getting in trouble in some capacity because you got no, bored. I, I was a, I was a good boy back then for the most part. <laughs> I, I was dude. I was not I was not I no. was I was straight A band geek fucking good kid until like college. I did like, good. Gra- I, I had good grades. It's just like I refused to do homework because it was boring for me. So then I would just balance out to a C average or worse. But no, I'd get 100% on every one of them tests. Well, I'll tell you what, it'd just make everybody matter in hell. Why don't you study? You'd, you'd be uh, on the honor roll. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks, man. No, I mean, I, I liked homework, but I still, I got a, I got basically straight A's until college. And then that's, that's when I started to hang out with the wrong crowds. But, well, not the wrong crowds, just the fun crowds. But I got I got that fun crowd stuff out of the way in high school. I honestly I it, I'm glad I didn't go to college right out of high school. I'd have failed out, and I would have led a whole uh, just a whole other life that would have been strapped with that debt around my neck. Just okay. I paid it off. I know about that debt. <laughs> it was a lot. But so, what other experiences have you have you had? Uh... Uh, I mean, I've had experiences at certain cemeteries that are that have, you know, especially in my area, there's not there's not too many places. Um, I had some experiences at the Velisca Axe Murderer House when I was there. Um, we went there as a birthday uh, present for my ex fiance. Um, I was I I mean I was basically the only person that really had an experience there. Like from the moment we got there, it's like it's like it knew me, or knew that I knew, kind of thing. Like it yeah. knew that I knew it was there, because like we walked into the, I want to say it's the living room, and it has like one of those open grates, because it's an old style house, so it has just open grates to allow heat to go upstairs. Yeah. And there was a shadow over the grate. I was like, hey, you know, what's up with that? Because after like halfway through, there's no shadow anymore. So we go upstairs to look at the house and there's just a window over this grate. Like there's no shadow or anything there, but I saw a shadow. Nobody else saw the shadow. And one of one of her friends has these pictures, but they took a series of pictures in the uh, attic where they believe that the person that committed the murders stayed. They think it was either the cellar or the attic, but in the attic, there was like three or four pictures where there's nothing wrong with the pictures beforehand. And during the four pictures, uh, my torso, my face and torso are covered. It's just a black that's not explained. They're not like trailing in and trailing out as if it was brought into frame. It's just, it was like me, 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 nothing, 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 me. Which, I mean, no, shut up. People have been known to do stuff like that and they only appear to certain people. I mean, I know my I know my wife and I know my wife's sister. I've seen one in this house and I've yet to see it. Oh, I, I've seen I've, shadow people before for sure. I mean, I've seen 
I've seen shop. I've never seen a shop person actually. I've seen things fly by my eye really fast, like in my house, and I just don't question what they are because I kind of know. I kind of have a feeling, but it was just I've yet to see an actual shadow person. I mean, I kind of I kind of want to see one. I kind of don't want to see one. Like it's a mixed feeling there because I mean, I don't want to inflict myself on that, but we'll see <laughs> if it happens. I might freak out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie because that would be creepy as hell to me. It is. But, yeah, as I'm watching my shadow on the wall right now move as I move, just to make sure it's me. But... <laughs> no, it's terrifying on both sides of the spectrum. Like when you see something, when you see something darker than the darkness around you that makes a that makes a human figure form, or uh, I've also had experiences like I guess I'm not sure if it would be paranormal or not because they were induced by a psychedelic. Um, Oh, psychedelics have been known to bring a lot. A lot of people bring a lot of people believe psychedelics bring you to like the fifth, sixth dimension, and that's where you see things that are paranormal related. That's kind of dimension. That's kind of how I mean. That's kind of something how it happened. Like it took me to a place there wasn't anybody else. It was just me. It was a big white mic, a white marble, and uh, two uh, two semicircle benches with like a reflecting pool. And then it was set up to where you could sit on the, on the benches, look at the reflecting pool, and there was like a tri-step platform with a chair on it and a hooded figure, a, a white a hooded figure in white. Never saw a face, never heard a voice. It was all in here. And I'm, you know, being, you know, taken somewhere rapidly because it was DMT, and I took a big old, I mean, we smoked a lot of it that night. And I took a big old hit of it and thinking, okay, well, I'm just tripping. So I'm like, where am I? Who are you? And it got mad. Like, it got real mad. It's like, how dare you ask me such things? You knew, you have known me since before you ever set foot upon the, uh, upon the plane. And starts, like, going just, it's mad, right? How dare you? You're not even supposed to be here. What are you doing here? And then I keep asking it these questions, trying to find out what's going on. And it keeps telling me the same thing to ask better questions. And I eventually ask it why it keeps telling me to ask better questions. And it says that I, you know, the questions that I ask are not, a, uh, are not questions that it can answer because it would, uh, it would change my, my, uh, my element of free will. Like, if it answered my question, it wouldn't allow me the opportunity to make the choice when I need to make the choice. Makes sense. And that, uh, you know, my purpose is not, you know, like me being here, I'm, I'm there too early. So essentially, it's, it's, it's almost like being there too early, put things in motion that aren't supposed to, you know, be in motion, et cetera, et cetera. It was it was like a multi it was like a multiple tron thing because like DMT doesn't last very long so you have to smoke more to get back, which is very strange as well because a lot of people don't normally have the same trip more than one time, and uh, and I did. I had I mean it was three times that I had the same trip until finally you know we weren't able to. I wasn't able to get, you know, as high as necessary, which sounds ridiculous on the face of it because I had to get high in order to speak to a uh, higher being, so to speak. 
<clears throat> but like, uh, but uh, the, uh, in my opinion, based on what they told me, because once I realized I wasn't asking the right questions, I started really thinking long and hard about what the hell I was going to ask this thing. Because I don't know what the purpose of it is. I don't know if it's real or if it's simply in my head. And when I asked it if it was real or simply in my head, it answered like I would. And it said yes, which kind of pissed me off. Because that's usually my answer. Whenever somebody asks me certain questions, I just go yes. Uh And it pisses them off. So I was like, okay, well, I know know how that feels. But uh, I asked how it knew me before I had ever set foot onto this plane and he said that before I left it told me a secret and then it said shh which if I'm not mistaken from what I from what I looked up uh through uh like the Septuagint and, and other you know other gospel writings and whatnot that this is the angelic teardrop like before you're sent to the earth a gabriel says you know tells you the secret of life and before you're sent away he goes shh and that's why you got that dot up underneath your nose the hmm. snat the snot trap i could think of some other uses for it but we won't go there on the show <laughs> but yeah i mean it definitely seems like you wouldn't be the first person to tell me they used a psychedelic and then went to the, another dimension and talked to things they weren't supposed to talk to. You wouldn't be the first person to tell me that by far. So that's good. A hundred percent. Good. I believe that because I mean, I've never done psychedelics because I just I don't know. I didn't smoke weed till I was freaking nineteen. So I just I was always one not to try things that my parents warned me against for so long. And I was I, the, I went hard I on pain, man. I, uh-oh, I have no regrets on it. Trust me, I have no regrets on it. Not doing it, but it's just one of these days. I'll do my other shrooms, maybe. But like for me, it started off when I like I like I was I was right there with you. Like I was cool with not like I didn't I wasn't cool on getting high, but I was all whacked out when I was sober. Anyway, I was always high strung and ah, just fucking crazy. You told me you sound like Donnie from Wild Thornberries. I really do. Like it's no joke. Like if I if I go a full thirty days, let it get out of my system entirely, uh, get me on a show, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pure insanity. They talk, you know, it ain't no herding cats. It's like herding. It's like herding the a hoarder, a hoarder cat lady's house. Herding cats, like fucking all the cats. I am all the cats. I but like, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, like I, uh, I also, you know, some people do like chi and stuff like that. Uh, when I was younger, uh, it got diminished as I got older. But when I was younger, I used to be able to hold my finger away from the frosted glass on the window in the wintertime and write my name mm. without touching the glass. Interesting. I can't say I've ever been able to do that, but, but the yeah, question, well, well, any, any, uh, ghostly experiences? Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, 
I was like, I know he has to have one. I've I've got a couple. I've got a couple. I won't I won't may I won't I won't mention anything specific. Um I had a very close member like I have a very close person in the family who passed. It was very close to me. Like I, I looked up to them. And uh they came to me in a semi street uh semi sleep state. Uh I wasn't fully awake and I wasn't fully asleep, so I think I was in that twilight that twilight zone of of consciousness, like that wavelength or whatever. And they basically came to me and asked me what happened and I and I I, I told them, I was like, You fucking died, man. And being a bitter and belligerent type that they were, they wasn't having it. And I eventually was just like, nah, man, just just let go. It's cool. Like, it's all cool. It's it's cool, man. You're good. Everybody's good. There's no reason for you to be upset and hold on. And then that feeling was gone. Like I I I, I had the best sleep that I had had in a long time after that. Huh. Sounds like uh, so it was basically was it a family member who was departing or a family yeah, like they had, like... they had departed within twenty four hours. All right, so I mean that, that that's I mean that happened before. I mean Shanna's been on this show and that she's that's kind of similar to what happens to her in a way almost, but not quite. She hers is a little different than everybody else has ever heard, but makes her unique. And. But yeah, I mean that happens a lot with people when their families or members are passing, especially if they have some kind of sensitivity and ability to do it anyway. That just usually happens to them. Yeah, yeah, something similar happened when uh, my grandmother died. Like I just kind of walked around to everybody in the in the hospital and just kind of said a little something. Like, I don't remember saying much. I don't remember saying nothing to anybody, but I would just walk up to them and I'd say something meaningful to them that had meaning to them that I had no reason why. Yeah. And we had just pulled the plug on her. I mean, she had a, she had blood poisoning and it was just, it was a bad thing, you know? And I, well, as soon as I walked in the door, I knew she was gone. Like you don't feel that presence any longer. Yeah, I kind of get that. I walked in the room shortly after my grandpa passed, and I kind of got a like nothing feeling walking in. Like it was just like he's not there anymore. Like you know, right? I mean, I already, I already knew at that point, but I knew. Like, yep. Like you know how they talk about how somebody, you know, was so boisterous they could fill up a room. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's my that's my dad's personality, hundred freaking percent. <laughs> he could walk into a bar, and everybody in the bar would, by and then like the next hour would know he was there. Right. He would just walk around with his drink and he would, even if he, he thought he knew everybody, even if he didn't know them, and he would just like walk up and like make jokes at people. Like, I used to always be his bodyguard because it'd be a couple husbands that like would start going after him. And I'd just be like, <laughs> calm down, calm down, calm down now. But, and he actually, he was, he was like five foot five, too, five foot four. Oh, and yeah. He always called me his bodyguard when, like, when he took me to bars when I was like 15, 16. Like, he'd be like, they'd be like, this your kid. He's like, no, he would be like, no, nah, that's my bodyguard. That's funny. Well, yeah, my dad did the same thing to me, except for he taught me how to. He'd give me quarters and just let me go play pool. And then all yeah, of his some bars, some bars, uh, I could do that. All of his ball. No, I. I mean, I. I grew up in Mayberry, bro. Like, 
everybody knew me straight out. Like I have a table, I have a table off to my right that is literally made from the booth table from the bar because that was the table that I went to every day when I would go out of school to go, you know, meet up with him after he got off work, free pool on Mondays. They knew me, but they all knew me on a first name basis. Like, uh, yeah, no, I, I got, I got the booth table. I talked him into saving me the booth table so I could turn it into like a kitchen table. Uh, it's what I got all my records on right now. Nice. Yeah, nice. dude. They, yeah, it's, it was like, it's a super small bar. I have numerous amount of times where you're not supposed to be in there and I'm in there like 10, 10 to 16, basically at, you know, nine, 10 PM picking people up and driving them home and bypassing the cops. Cause I'm like 10 and I don't have a license. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are plenty of nights where like sometimes the owner of the bar would be like, your son can't be here. My dad be like, he's only drinking soda or he's drinking a virgin strawberry daiquiri, even though that wouldn't be a virgin one, but you know, Right, Oof. bad experience Oof. on uh on pina coladas and raw oysters one night, but I won't get into that. Oh. Yeah, bad experience. But so, That's... any other any other supernatural experiences you've had, Sada? Um, you know, outside of the like the premonition stuff, uh, tarot actually, I, I've I've learned to channel a lot of my ability through tarot. Um, I always make sure to say a prayer before I, you know readjust my because i'll have i'll do the shuffle i have the whoever i do the reading for split them up into three piles so they can have their energy in the cards and then i pick up the cards and then i'll say a prayer asking for you know guidance to help these you know to help whoever it is that i'm at that i'm doing a reading for to help them find the best answer to the question that they ask i don't do anything for a financial gain like if it's a Oh, I'm going to start this business and I want to know if it's going to work. I don't do those readings. I won't do a reading like that because it. I think it's ill-begotten gains. Yeah, I've, I've had other people tell me on the show. I think actually the last guest I had was a tarot reader and she did. My, she actually did a reading for me on the show. Yeah. But, which was surprisingly accurate to my life. Very accurate. And it was kind of like, oh, okay. But I will say that she she also did say like don't ever I don't I don't do it for financial reasons or I mean she's like I get paid for it sometimes but yeah. I don't ever I don't charge enough where I'm really making enough money to live off it like it's just right a little bit of my it's what my time's worth that's all it is what's my it's what my time's worth and I I do fast ones so they don't cost that much because I can she said I can do she did mine like in less than five minutes yeah like, yeah that yeah there's a lot of them that are really easy and really simple. I do. I'll go into in-depth ones. I don't really charge that much for it. <clears throat> um, I, uh, but there is a certain reading that you can do for projects and endeavors that I also specifically avoid because I, I don't want to, like I refuse to tell somebody if they're going to make a lot of money on something because it cheats it cheats the system, both for me and for them, and that's bad juju that I don't want. Um, no, I mean, I mean, if you can get them to sign some papers to say you own part of the business, then I mean, uh, uh, come maybe. on, now. But, uh, but, yeah. but, but, but I would. But uh, I. <laughs> but uh, actually, for me, it's ironic because love is my love is my forte. 
love readings are my best readings. List and of things that Nick here on the show today, and that was right up there on top. <laughs> what's that? List of things that if, you, if, you, if I wrote a list of things I did not expect to hear in this episode today, that would be right up there in the top four. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like love oh readings. God. Yeah, love readings are my best readings. I they're they're a layout that I call the ten card because it's basically five of the major and five of the minor arcana, but uh, it's only in one suit. Like cups is love. Um, Swords is, uh, let's see, uh, conflicts. Um, pentacles are projects and endeavors. No, wands are projects and endeavors. Uh, pentacles are, uh, I can't remember them off the top of my head. I'd have to grab my book. I also yeah. don't memorize them specifically because. Unlike other tarot readers, like I'll ask questions while I'm giving the reading because I don't want to just give you some vague answer. I don't want to just read what the card says and just, okay, well, this is what the card says. Like, I want to know the, I want to know the question that you're asking before I put out the question because I can read something for you. And then while I'm reading it, something else can say, hey, this too like this isn't just relating to this this is also this also plays into this so mention this and i'll mention something and it oh yeah no that makes perfect sense uh my first actual tarot reading that i ever did after i was taught came true the next day which is i, I asked the person that taught me and they said that that's not that's not normal but then well, again i, I don't i mean yeah, you said it yourself, you're circus folk, so maybe Ooh. that's uh maybe come <laughs> save save that for uh the next show we talk about ICP. But no, it's a hundred percent like circus folk just there's something in their blood that like it all it's like Romani, like there's something in their blood that all like runs down that line. And you're and you're part Native American as well. So I mean yep. there's there's plenty of Native American uh paranormal history, which Ooh, we'll get into that in a bit when we get to creature feature. But right. any other any other experiences you wanted to talk about before we move on to creature feature? I mean, if you want, we can move on to creature feature. I haven't had. I mean, I've had I've had a fair amount of experiences, but more so just like um, just weird things, like you know, things to express to other people. Like we're all transmitted receivers. That's all. We're like we're like giant transistors almost. I believe we, that. it literally uh, part of the reason, aside from when the COVID canceled all the concerts, part of the reason why I stopped going to concerts was because of the fact that, uh, that in the quiet moments, like literally all I hear is a giant whisper. It just sounds like all I can hear in my head is, but in the same circumstance, if I'm in a room by myself with another person, it's almost like I can hear the person talking to me. And it's not yeah. my voice because I checked. Like I've asked people who are professionals in the field like, hey, am I schizophrenic? And they're like, I don't know. Do you hear do you do you hear things in your voice or another voice? I was like, well, I hear the in the voice of the person that I think is talking to me. And he's like, well, that's not that's not how that goes. Do you have any visual visual hallucinations? No. I don't see anything in the waking hour. 
I like the way you put that. I don't say anything in the waking hour, but yeah, yeah. I, see, All I, right. I see some crazy shit when I'm sleeping. <clears throat> I actually in Amsterdam, uh, this uh, when I, I, I did I tell you I took a trip to Europe when I was in high school? Uh, you didn't know, yeah, actually. Uh, the first stop we made was Amsterdam. I, I kind of forced that issue. We were supposed to vote on it. And uh, the first stop was either going to be Rome or Amsterdam. And I told it, it was made aware that everybody was going to share a room with somebody at some point on the trip. And everybody else liked to drink a heck of a lot more than I did. And I told them that if we went to anywhere but Amsterdam at the start of this trip, that every night when they would share a room with me, I would take them out and I would spend my own money to get them drunk to bring them back to the hotel room and lay a beating on them like they never even imagined. And then we went to Amsterdam. Well, we get to Amsterdam and like for the first day, it's just a weird feeling like, you know how I said, you know, the old stereotypical something's coming. I had a buddy of mine with me and this lady comes around the corner, all disheveled, crazy hair looking like the like the like the seer lady off the fucking Harry Potter movie. For real. Crazy hair, no glasses, the whole thing. And she's like, I've been looking for you since you got here yesterday. I'm like, OK, this is creepy. And she's like, you need to come with me right now. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going anywhere with you. I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking, nah, nah, this is how you get put in the back of a truck and never seen again. And she's like, you can bring your friend, bring your friend too. This is not a, this is not a joke. Takes me off, gives me a, uh, gives me a, uh, a reading to let me know which, uh, to let me know my, uh, which guardian angel I have. And apparently I got two. Ooh. Gabriel and Lucifer. That's kind of contradictory. Isn't it though? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like complete opposites. <laughs> no, that's at least daddy. it wasn't. At least it wasn't Michael and, and Lucifer. That was that was my. Yeah. But the way that it, the way that it works out is that, uh, like, the way I got my namesake is a very strange story as well. I'm the firstborn uh, of my with my great grandfather's name. And there's and, and he actually used to live up north with you know the natives, and he taught them to swim and stuff of that nature. And there was a, I I literally forced my parents to take me to his grave to prove that they named me after this guy because I thought they adopted me and they hated me. And my dad my dad takes me into this bar in the middle of nowhere in the middle of like small small Deer River Minnesota, and there is a the bartender. Uh, the relative that we were with, my dad and myself, gives me a bunch of quarters and he's like, you know, go have fun, play pool, Chansey. And there's this guy in the corner that nobody notices. And it's an elderly Indian man. And I'm racking up the balls and my the cue ball rolls off and he goes, Chansey, I told you to be careful. And this guy hears him this time and he goes, did he just say your name's Chunsei? I was like, Yeah. Hi, I'm Chansey. I'm just a kid. I'm just like, hi, I'm Chansey. Ready to put me on the side of a milk carton? <laughs> <laughs> and he breaks down this whole story about how I know your name. I've heard your name. I know the person that you got your name from. 
And he talks about this story about how they there was a like a special thing that took place to keep the spirit alive because they didn't believe that he would be able to to make it over to the other side. And so as it was as it was, is that the firstborn with his name, if I could get a picture of it for you to clearly see it, I'll send you a picture. The only difference between my great grandfather and myself, as far as appearance goes, if I were like to send you the one where I'm clean shaven, I have my mother's nose. We got the same part in our hair. We got the same eye color, same height, same weight, same same disposition. Like the people that used to know that guy got to meet me before they all died, and they were like, "Dude, that's just like Chancy." Huh. I mean, and that. I don't know. I mean, reincarnation is possible. I truly believe it. So who knows? I mean, well, maybe your parents, maybe your parents could sense that, and that's why they named you that. With me being a Gemini three, uh, there's a lot like, you know, James Brown. James Brown was also a. Uh, uh, he was actually James Brown, and I actually uh, have the same birthday. So he was also yeah. he was also a uh, Gemini three, which also puts him in that uh, in that special ability. And if you watch the biopic that he did, there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance about how he believed that he knew something was guiding him to that greatness that he attained. Hmm. I mean, a lot of media psychics say that they could tell when someone is meant to do something. I mean. I've had a couple of them tell me I'm meant to do this podcast, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, I don't know yeah. if there's being nice. I don't know if there's being nice, or if they're actually like trying to tell me something. But I no, I, I mean, everything down to the name of it's it, it's catchy. It's got that it's got that vibe with the Ghostbusters. Like for real, dude. This is this is this this is something that's meant to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could thank Jamie Forrest Sparks for the name, 100. percent But nice. She helped me kind of, she helped me kind of land that name and. Well, I mean, I kind of had it, but she just kind of helped me like shorten it a little bit, and it got better. So, and the design for the cover is her too. So, hundred percent. So, God give her props for that because without her, it never would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been what it is. It wouldn't have been what it is. I mean, it would have been similar, but it wouldn't be what it is. Hundred percent. Yeah. But it's getting I'm, late in the out. I was actually going to say I'm pretty stoked for this creature feature. Yeah, it's getting late in the hour, so we could jump over to creature feature for a few creatures. And sorry, Josh, uh, I don't think we're going to have time for a tarot card reading tonight unless Chancey really wants to do one. Um, well, I mean, if I were to do, I could do, there's what they call the question answer uh, layout, which is, which is five, uh, five cards. Uh, it's basically based around a yes or no question. <clears throat> um, I could do that, or I could do past, present, future. I could do the three card. That's usually the easiest and the fastest. If they if they want to do it, they can do it. If you want to get to Josh, the creature, if you want to get to the one, creature feature, you're good, bro. Which one you want, Josh? Do your, I mean, just which one you want, Josh? I'll I'll let him do it if he if he's willing. I don't care. Just speak your piece or forever hold it. 
He says three cards is cool. All right. What I need, aside from getting up to get my shit, I need two numbers, non-sequential, please, between one and 78. So I need like two sets of numbers between one and 78, and they can't be like 12 and 13 or, you know, 23 and 24. So hit me with two numbers, please. See what Josh says in a second here. While he's doing that, I'll shuffle. That way, since people, you know, just in case, I used to play poker, so I ain't trying to make anybody think I'm five and nine. Okay, two small, two small piles. Because what I do is I, when I do them over Messenger or over something like this, the two numbers that they give me are to represent the two, the three piles that they would yeah. do. Okay, so we got one, two, three, four, and five. That's one pile. Six, seven, eight, nine. That's pile two. And then pile three is the rest of the cards. And then I will go middle, left, right. So that way all of the cards that are within the nine cards that uh, you said his name was Josh. Yeah. Josh those, Josh. All those cards are now in here. They're not in the bottom of the deck. All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, the very first card, which according to this layout is you and your present situation. That is the queen of pentacles, and that is upright, not inverted. That card's meaning is that of generosity. A respected business person. This queen may also be your financial angel. Generous, wise, and very grounded in her attitudes. Uh, others love her joie de vie and willingness to support those closest to her. She brings stability, gifts, and protection. Uh, predicts happy times ahead, both materially and emotionally. This is a lot of reason why I ask specific questions before I give the reading. So they don't, because sometimes it'll be like, if this is a situation, this is what it could mean. If this is a person, it is what it could mean. In this circumstance, it just basically means that it's either a representation of a person who is a financial guardian angel or in this circumstance, if it's a circumstantial reading, your current present situation would be that of like 
not plentifulness, not bountiful plentifulness, but it is both material and emotional. So any element of happiness just basically plays into that card. The second one is uh, actions you can take, which is also the queen. It's the queen of wands, which is very curious because it's, it's anytime you have multiples, especially multiple face cards, it, that's usually an interesting circumstance. Well, it plays into what's going on because, as I said, the second card is actions that you can take. And the Queen of Wands in its upright position is inspiration and passion. The Queen has integrity, creativity, and clarity of vision, sensitive to others' feelings, and a good talker as well as a listener. She is uh, naturally popular. Others respect her wisdom and ability to communicate her ideas with passion. See, this is where it comes into play. As a symbol of a situation, this queen predicts the arrival of an inspiring influence. So it can either be representation of a, you know, a person with many, many gifts or the arrival of said person with many, many gifts. The third, uh, the third card is obstacles or challenges. And this one is the two of wands and it is upright. So an obstacle or a challenge could be a reliable partner. Ironic. One would think that that's actually a good thing or potentially lack thereof. Um, the breakdown on the two of wands is, is uh, you know, progression in partnerships, uh, financial security and equality. Uh, it talks about bringing happy stability, but I think what it is, is it's trying to warn you of making sure you pick the right business partner. If this is in fact a business venture, because that's really what a lot of, a lot of the inside of it is talking about, you know, equality and financial security, managing projects, uh, it also goes into domestic arrangements well, so it can be in in in, uh, in regards to like a relationship as well. Uh, number four, the number four card is the outcome, and ironically enough, that's actually the uh, that's the three of wands. None of these cards actually were inverted, which also says a lot too. Um, that actually the outcome is self-expression and speed. The three, the three reveals creativity and, and self-expression, the development of projects. See, there's a lot of projects coming in these. There's a lot of projects coming down the pipes on these cards. Uh, events speed up, more communication, more action, and reward money as money flows your way, confirming what you secretly know to be true and that you are really, really good at what you do. The well, final card well, is the outcomes yeah. of. The oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, thank you. There's actually one last card, and it's the outcomes effect upon you, and that is the Eight of Pentacles. 
Also, again, all the cards are upright. Opportunity is what that card represents. Offers come your way, bringing material reward. The eight reveals that you will feel valued by this opportunity. And it is advisable that you accept the invitation because it will give you what you need. Either further education, small projects that you will enjoy. The time you invest now in your development and training will benefit you financially in the future. Honestly, it talks about a lot of things coming down the way, whether you're collaborating with an, with a, uh, with an inspirational or talented individual. Um, honestly, the only, the only real thing that, 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 it, that it reaches out and touches me on it is just to be careful. As far as uh, making sure you're making sure you're picking the right folks that you're doing business with. That's yeah. that. I hope. Right I really. I really hope. With as little as information as I have. I hope I hope with as little information as I have there, you're quite welcome, Joshua. I really do hope that it was at least close for as vague as I had to be without asking further questions. Again, I do apologize for that. And my shit falls over, of course, every day. It wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't be a show if my shit didn't fall the fuck over. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm actually uh, stoked about the Creature Feature show, man. I know, I know. So let's get on the Creature Feature then, and we can do a couple. It's getting kind of late, but we can do a, we can do a few. All right, man. Uh, that sounds good to me. And Josh said it really hit home. Hey, man. Thanks. I really, I, I haven't honestly. I'm not gonna lie. This is probably I can count on one hand the amount of times I've done a tarot reading ever since uh that thing i told you about jeremy ah like i stopped i stopped doing tarot because i thought that i brought it on myself no i mean i don't think tarot really brings anything i mean it can but i think it usually as long as you're helping people which it seems like you do when you do it so then it seems like it's a positive thing yeah i think you're you're not trying to rob people or bring them down yeah but i was also blaming myself for a lot of shit at the time so you know yeah it happens i've been there so, I don't think in our time of our friendship, we ever talked about this first one, and it's the okay. most common one, so we're going to start with it, because I don't think you ever told me, living where you live, whether you believe in uh, the Bigfoot himself, Mr. Sasquatch. I do. Has there been reports in your area of him, by, by chance? Uh no, not not in my direct area, no. But there have been reports in Iowa that I've noticed because anytime um anytime I ever see any documentaries or anything crazy like that, well, I shouldn't say crazy because it's not crazy, but like I think it's crazy that people would see Bigfoot in the middle of Iowa. That that I do see as crazy. Like from the from the Pacific Northwest all the way down into like Louisiana and stuff, like there's there's plenty of places where you know, like an animal of that nature could legitimately hide and find sources of you know food and water and all that other stuff. But like Iowa, no, I'm sorry, we got forests and stuff, but like we're like in the middle of all this flat and 
nothingness from the set to the south, where are they going to hide? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I, I never actually like looked at the numbers for Iowa to see what they are. I, there's the only like one or I think there's only like one or two from what I, I from what it looked like. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's said that he Bigfoot is everywhere except Hawaii, but. I mean, I could. I mean, I get. I mean, with a lot of states, though, it's. I mean, it is somewhat easily believable for a lot of states because a lot of states have a lot of forest area. <clears throat> uh, well, I'm not sure, but I mean, yeah, and it was like far, farms in those farm states, like like Iowa and Nebraska and all that. You don't expect it to be too too much, but right. But apparently there have been 76 Bigfoot sightings in Iowa. Wow, I was way off. <laughs> and only 15 in Nebraska. So you got Nebraska beat by a lot. I mean, I know Mas- I know where I live in Massachusetts has a lot more than that. And like every other, a lot of the coast does. And every both coasts have a lot of sightings. Yeah. But I, yeah, there's not, I mean, meh, in Iowa, they're probably sighting them like more in the wilderness area than where you live. But yeah, for sure. But what do you think Sasquatch is, if you believe in them? Like, what do you? What's your theory on them? Uh, I'd say it's you know, not necessarily a missing link, but like a, a member of the family, like the you know the the hominid the gigant- family, yeah. So, so like the Giganticus story. I'd say it'd be like a missing link between Giganticus and us, perhaps. If there's a connection there, but I don't I know. Mean, that's, well, supposedly, Gigantithecus, Tithecus, whatever the hell it is, um, lived around the same time as Homo sapiens. Ah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Scientists pre- previously thought that it was killed out by Homo sapiens, but then Homo sapiens. But the theory is, what if Homo sapiens? Yeah, what if they got sick of Homo sapiens trying to kill them, and they just learned to stay away from these people? Yeah, avoid them. Like. They go this way, we go that way. They go this way, we go that way. Hey, yeah, I mean, let's go. It happened. It, it's happened. It's been a tactic in war. Like, I mean, humans have done that exact same thing, and in Warcraft, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's and I tend to believe that theory on Bigfoot too. That they've always been here. That they just they got better at hiding and better at hiding over the thousands of years as we spread out. They just went more secluded. Yep. I mean, thousand years ago, they were probably over Iowa. Cause oh I yeah, I mean, there was so much more. Yeah, there's so much more woodland. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, when Native Americans ruled this land, they were everywhere. They were everywhere that you could find them because Native Americans didn't bother them unless they bothered them. Like it was Native Americans were peaceful unless they wanted something you had or unless you bothered them and threatened. Live them. and let live. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of live and let live, let's talk about Mokele Mbembe and the idea of living dinosaurs. I don't let's see. Make, I don't see how. I don't say. see why not. I mean, I don't see why. I don't see why there couldn't be the case. Because I mean, it's not exactly like we can see every image. Like when when they blur shit out on Google on Google Earth, when you're looking at the maps, what are they hiding? I mean, I don't, I don't, 
I don't buy for a second because some people's arguments are, well, if dinosaurs are still alive, then how come we don't see them on Google on Google Earth? I mean, if you can zoom in that far, you should be able to see the neck of a brontosaurus if if one if one still existed. Isn't that what uh, I can't I can't butcher the name? Mokele Mbembe. Mokele Mbembe, yeah, that guy. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Is like a brontosaurus like. Yep, exactly. It's supposed to be a brontosaurus, so yeah. something similar to it. And it's right. I mean, I mean the way I, and it's, it's it's supposed to be in such dense jungle that even from Google Earth you wouldn't be able to see it. Like it'd be Valid. coverage. It'd be a hundred percent. Same with the raptors in South America and Chile. I heard about same, that. And same as the uh, well, I mean, pterodactyls and trond. Pterodactyls. Uh, and, yeah, the thunderbirds. And, uh, yeah, I mean they're. Yeah, they're supposed to be the Thunderbirds of Southwest America, and you wouldn't be able to see them on Google Maps either because you're not gonna—they fly fast. Google Maps ain't gonna fucking catch them, right? Google Earth ain't gonna catch them. Like it's just not the way it goes. Like they—they—they stay in the cave system when they are not hunting. They like—they stay out of sight because they know better. I mean, they've been shot at before in stories and whatnot. They know better, but. I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling that living dinosaurs do exist because if, I mean, they have to to some degree because if croc, if alligators and crocodiles could live all this time and like they didn't live in the water completely 100%, so they had to be able to get on land. So why can't right. other creatures? Maybe they I'm with evolved. You. Maybe they evolved and just learned to hide. Yeah. And I don't see why. I don't see why. I don't see why that would be so far fetched. I mean, we come across, you know, Species that have been alleged to have been extinct almost yearly. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the, what was it? The green shark or the Greenland shark, which there has been, there has been one seen in like 300 years and they found one that was alive 300 years ago, like a, a couple right. years ago. And like, it's been, they live to like three, four hundred years old because they're sharks and nothing's going to bother them up in the Arctic. Right. So it's interesting. It's just there's so much about this world we don't know that and we like try to say we know it all, but people try to prove everything wrong and they can't. Oh, yeah. It's that these are facts. Yeah. Skeptics will always be skeptical. And so, well, since we were brought it up, do you think that those really are? Thunderbirds, the Pterodon, and the Pterodactyls? Like, do you think those are the Thunderbirds, or do you think the Native Americans saw something else when they were talking about Thunderbirds? See, that's... I'm not well-versed on uh, on the indigenous culture that, is, that especially surrounded itself or like with the Firebird mythos. Because <clears throat> I would be absolutely agreeable to the, you know, the Pterodactyl theory. But, you know, if they talk about seeing or hearing the Thunderbird and then, like, experiencing some other, you know, some people from what they believed was to be the other side, then that kind of goes in a whole other direction rather than Thunderbird and goes more to, like, maybe UFOs and whatnot. Which, that's another topic we never actually talked about as friends. I mean, we joked about it, but I don't think we ever actually talked about it is what are your beliefs on aliens like do you do you know they exist do you believe they exist 
I can't say as I've ever had a personal experience with an alien that I that I can recall. But I mean, I don't see why there wouldn't be. I mean, it's 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 it would be foolish. It'd be it'd be intellectually remiss of us to to believe that we're the only thing there. It's foolish. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the way I always felt, and it's funny because my brother, who's all religious, who was all reborn Christian at the at this point, like ten years ago, and he he was like, "There's not aliens. Anybody who thinks aliens are alive is stupid." And and my uncle, who was like, not the kind of man you want to mess around with, like literally was right behind, sitting on the couch right next to him. He's like, "I believe in aliens," and my brother just shut up and had a look on his face, like, "Oh, what what did I say that for?" <laughs> but it was perfect because I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's been proof of aliens since at least since the 60s. And if you look at cave drawings, since the beginning of time. So right. Aliens had to exist all, all like always. And maybe they were the gods we knew in the olden days. Like maybe that's what Possibly. we were. I mean, 100% would make sense to me at least. But right. No, no. I mean, Q's coming on the show next month at some point, I believe. And he, nice. he's going to talk about seeing a UFO and while driving home and losing time. Hey, his man. Wife backed, his wife backed him up on it, too, saying that she didn't know where he was for hours. Like, I mean, there's jokes there's jokes to be made there, but they both say something happened, then maybe something happened. But 100%. But, and I can't wait to get a story in person on the show in a month or so. For sure. But, all right. I think we'll do one more, then we're going to call a night, because I am freaking exhausted at this level. Right, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but... Uh, let's go with my favorite, good old dog man. <laughs> like we're talking, no, like we... the Jersey Devil, or like, oh no, Jersey Devil is a whole nother topic. Completely. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought that dog men are, for lack of a better word, werewolves without all the mythology behind them, without all the right lore about them. Like they are just basically dogs that. Dog met dogs that look like men that look like dogs that can stand on two feet or run on four legs. Like that's just the way they go. Like, and basically they don't need a full moon. They don't know silver bullets. I mean, a silver bullet will hurt them as pretty much any bullet would, of course. So, I mean, it's just, I commonly believe that dogmen have been around forever and that werewolf mythology come, came from people seeing dogmen and trying to make sense of it. So, well, there is that I mean, story in France. I mean, I don't remember the exact name of all of it, but there is the, a direct story in France about the, the, the beast of Gudevon. Or yeah, Gudevon. I think that might be the one. Yeah, uh, Power Wolf did a song about it, and I've, I've I've read it years before that too. But I mean, that's a classic. That's considered one of the first werewolf stories, right? But but I mean, I don't know the. If you look at Anubis, yeah, he's a dogman, right? So if all these I mean, maybe dogmen are alien species that came to Earth before humans did and just settled it in a way. And they just kind of stayed quiet and secret once humans came about. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's been plenty. If you go to NorthAmericanDogmanProject.com, there's a map of yeah. dogman sightings. And it's pretty freaking convincing about that 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 site. Even if 80% of them are made up like i always say like that's pretty damn convincing right i mean even if it's 20 percent of them are legit that's a lot for 20 percent i've went down some rabbit holes like not even in preparation for coming on the show i just like i just like looking up weird stuff 
It's just interesting oh, to me. I like to see other people's perspectives and how they look at the world. And like Skinwalker Ranch is a whole thing I think is awesome. Yeah, I didn't. Get, we didn't get into Skinwalker tonight, but we we will next time. But so, how old were you the first time you heard about Dogmen? Put it that way. I was probably a teenager, probably sometime yeah. in my teenage years. See, I didn't hear of them really until like five, ten years ago. Like I just, like I mean, yeah, I always believed that werewolves really existed to some form, but I never heard the term dogman until mm-hmm. like five, ten years ago, and that's when it all just clicked in my head and it made sense. Like it was just started making sense to me. I was like, all right, all right, well, that makes sense, hundred percent to me, which it does. And I don't know. I I like to think they exist. I mean, I talked to a. Uh, paranormal investigator on here who's from pennsylvania and he gets he gets called about the calls about them all the time like he yeah i mean they get they get calls about them all the time and everything and whatnot so and he said like they like to hang out around mines because he thinks they like to hide in there like during the day like they like to just sleep in there and hide in there in abandoned mines because yep. not gonna, no one's just, no one's to see them and if a kid wanders in there or something like exploring that's Pretty not missing yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's a wrap it up for us tonight, though. And we can always have you back on if you think of more experiences or we can just do another fun round of Creature Feature. Yeah, hey, I'm down. With, yeah, for sure. But I have to work tomorrow and I know you have to work tomorrow. So for sure. Where, where can the listeners find you, Chansey? Well, naturally, they can always find me on the Cube, the Maniacal Music Musings podcast with you. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Other places they can find me are in the Book of Faces. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the, my, the four-year-old in there is dying of laughter. The uh, uh, I'm also on a podcast called uh, Bracket Bastards. Um, they have their own web page or like a Facebook page you can go to. We have a web page for a Facebook page you can go to. It's uh, uh, paranormal, the new normal slash triple M podcast. I don't know if I spelled that right. You'll 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 fix it though. <laughs> yes, Chancy is correct. We we do have a Facebook group called Paranormal, the new normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast group. Yes, podcast class. And we also now have on TikTok, Juggalo Bastard Podcast on TikTok and, and YouTube. And I'm getting there. I and remember. So Juggle, Juggalo Bastard Podcast on TikTok. Um, some of the maniacal mu- music musers ones are up there, and I'm working on getting the rest up there. It's a t- it takes time because they have to break down the videos into 10-minute segments, and it's not fun. But And <laughs> we also have a YouTube, both Paranormal the New Normal and Maniacal Music Musings both have our own Facebook. I'm a YouTube pages. Nice. And all, all the Maniacal Music Musings are up there now, and Paranormal the New Normal, I have a good... 30 up there. I'm working on getting a good 30 up there right now. I got 15 up already. I just got to finish drafting and getting the other ones out, which I'll probably do tomorrow morning. So by the time this episode drops, everything will be up. So That's awesome, man. Because this episode's not going to be dropping for at least a month. Because I, cool. I got backlog. But That's all good, man. So, you know, well, when, yeah, I don't, I'm not complaining. And you can, of course, find me as Jeremy Bryant on Facebook if you have your own stories you want to tell. Or you can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. So, 
check me out if you if you like, and you could check out me and Chancey's show every Tuesday night on Parapost and on our private Facebook group, which you can ask to join. We don't turn people away. Have a good night, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.